welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. And remember, where there is love and light, there is life. So let us acknowledge, honor, and represent the love and light of our life stream, our mighty I Am Presence, by forever extending gratitude to the spirit of the living God within us, and by always being loved to ourselves and others in our thoughts and actions. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. And y'all be loved. I ask the Savior, Lord, will every soul be saved and enter the pure light? He replied, You are asking an important question, one it will be impossible to answer for anyone, who is not a member of the unmoved race. They are the people upon whom the spirit of life will descend, and the power will enable them to be saved and to become perfect and worthy of greatness. They expunge evil from themselves, and they will care nothing for wickedness, wanting only that which is not corrupt. They will achieve freedom from rage, envy, jealousy, desire, or craving. The physical body will negatively affect them. They wear it as they look forward to the time when they will meet up with those who will remove it. Those people deserve indestructible eternal life. They endure everything, bearing up under everything that happens so that they can deserve the good and inherit life eternal. Then I asked him, Lord, what about the souls who didn't do these things even though the spirit of life's power descended on them? He answered, if the spirit descends to people they will be transformed and saved. The power descends on everyone, and, without it, no one can even stand up. After they are born, if the spirit of life increases in them, power comes to them, and their souls are strengthened. Nothing then can lead them astray into wickedness. But if the artificial spirit comes into people, it leads them astray. Then I said, Lord, when souls come out of the flesh where do they go? He replied, smiling, if the soul is strong, it has more of power than it has of the artificial spirit, and so it flees from wickedness. With the assistance of the incorruptible one that soul is saved, and it attains eternal rest. I then asked him, Lord, what are the souls of the people who do not know whose people they are? Where do they go? He responded, in those people, the artificial spirit has grown strong, and they have gone astray. Their souls are burdened, drawn to wickedness, and cast into forgetfulness. When they come forth from the body, such a soul is given over to the powers created by the rulers, bound in chains and cast into prison again. Around and around it goes, until it manages to become free from forgetfulness through knowledge. And so, eventually, it becomes perfect and is saved. Then I asked, Lord, how does the soul shrink down so as to be able to enter its mother or man? He was happy that I asked this and said, You are truly blessed because you have understood. The soul should be guided by another within whom is the spirit of life. It will be saved by that means and accordingly will not have to enter a body again. 
And I said, Lord, what happens to the souls of people who achieve true knowledge, but who turned away from it? He said to me, demons of poverty will take them to a place where there is no possibility of repentance. There they will stay until the time when those who blasphemed against the Spirit will be tortured and subjected to punishment forever. I asked, Lord, where did the artificial spirit come from? And he told me. The Mother Father is merciful, a Holy Spirit sympathizing with us. Through the epinoia of the providence of the light, it raises up the children of the perfect race, raising up their thought, their light eternal. When the chief archon learned that they were elevated above him and that their mental ability surpassed his, he wanted to put a stop to their thought, but he did not know the extent of their mental superiority, and he could not stop them. He made a plan with his demons who are his powers. Each of them fornicated with wisdom, Sophia, and produced fate, the last variety of imprisonment. Fate changes unpredictably. It is of different sorts just as the demons are of different sorts. Fate is hard. Fate is stronger than the gods, the authorities, the demons, the generations of people who are caught up in it. Out of fate emerge sinfulness, violence, blasphemy, forgetfulness, ignorance, weighty commandments, heavy sins, terrible fear. In this way all of creation became blind, ignorant of God above everything. Because of imprisonment and forgetfulness, they are unaware of their sins, they are bound into periods of time and seasons by fate, who is lord of it all. Yaldabaoth eventually came to regret everything he had created. He decided to bring a great flood upon creation, upon mankind. But the great light of providence warned Noah. He preached to all of the children, the sons of men, but if they were strangers to him, they didn't listen. It was not the way Moses said, they hid in an ark. Rather, they hid in a special place, not just Noah, but also many other people from the immovable race. They went into hiding within a cloud of light. Noah knew his own authority and that of the light being who illuminated them, although the chief ruler poured darkness over all the world. The chief ruler and his powers plotted a strategy, to send his demons to human daughters and make themselves children by them to enjoy. But they failed. After their failure they made another plan. They created an artificial spirit modeled on the spirit who descended. So to impregnate souls by means of this spirit, the demons changed appearance to look like the women's husbands. They filled the women with that spirit of darkness and wickedness. They brought into being, gold and silver, money and coins, iron and other metals and all things of this sort. And the people who were attracted were led astray into troubles, and were greatly misled, and grew old experiencing no pleasure, and died finding no truth, never knowing the true God. This is the way that they enslaved all of creation, from the foundation of the world until now. They took some women and produced children out of darkness, and they closed their hearts, and they hardened themselves in the hardness of their artificial spirit, until the present day. The Apocryphon of John Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 4 In the Ephite system, Sophia, the androgyne wisdom, is also the female spirit, or the Hindi female Nari, Narayana, moving on the face of the waters, chaos or future matter. She vivifies it from afar, but not touching the abyss of darkness. She is unable to do so, for wisdom is purely intellectual, and cannot act directly on matter. Therefore, Sophia is obliged to address herself to her supreme parent, 
but although life proceeds primarily from the unseen cause, and his ennia, neither of them can, any more than herself, have anything to do with the lower chaos in which matter assumes its definite shape. Thus, Sophia is obliged to employ on the task her imperfect emanation, Sophia a Kameth, the latter being of a mixed nature, half spiritual and half material. The only difference between the Ephite cosmogony and that of the St. John Nazarenes is a change of names. We find equally an identical system in the Kabbalah, the Book of Mystery, Liber Mysteriae. All three systems, especially that of the Kabbalists and the Nazarenes, which were the models for the Ephite cosmogony, belong to the pure Oriental Gnosticism. The Codex Nazareus opens with, the Supreme King of Light, Mano, the Great First One, etc., the latter being the emanation of Ferho, the unknown, formless life. He is the chief of the eons, from whom proceed, or shoot forth, five refulgent rays of divine light. Mano is Rex Lucas, the Bythos Enia of the Ephites. Unis est Rex Lucas in Suo Regno, Nec Ullis Ki Eo Altior, Nullis Ki Eu Similitudinum Retularit, Nullis Ki Sublatus Oculus, Bidi Ric Coronum Quae Eus Caput Est. He is the manifested light around the highest of the three Kabbalistic heads, the concealed wisdom, from him emanate the three lives. Ebel Zivo is the revealed Logos, Christos the Apostle Gabriel, and the first legate or messenger of light. If Bythos and Enia are the Nazarene Mono, then the dual-natured, the semi-spiritual, semi-material Akamath must be Fetihil when viewed from her spiritual aspect, and if regarded in her grosser nature, she is the Nazarene Spiritus. H.P. Blavatsky Fetihil, who is the reflection of his father, Lord Abadar, the third life, as the elder Sophia is also the third emanation, is the newest man. Perceiving his fruitless attempts to create a perfect material world, the spiritus calls to one of her progeny, the Karabtanos, Ilabath, who is without sense or judgment, blind matter, to unite himself with her to create something definite out of this confused, turbulentos, matter, which task she is enabled to achieve only after having produced from this union with Karabtanos, the seven stellars. Like the six sons or genii of the Gnostic Ildabath, they then frame the material world. The same story is repeated over again in Sophia A. Kamath. Delegated by her purely spiritual parent, the elder Sophia, to create the world of visible forms, she descended into chaos, and overpowered by the emanation of matter, lost her way. Still ambitious to create a world of matter of her own, she busied herself hovering to and fro about the dark abyss, and imparted life and motion to the inert elements, until she became so hopelessly entangled in matter that, like Fetihil, she is represented sitting immersed in mud, and unable to extricate herself from it, until, by the contact of matter itself, she produces the creator of a material world. He is the Demiurgus, called by the Ephites Ildabath, and, as we will directly show, the parent of the Jewish God in the opinion of some sects, and held by others to be the Lord God himself. It is at this point of the Kabbalistic Gnostic cosmogony that begins the Mosaic Bible. Having accepted the Jewish Old Testament as their standard, no wonder that the Christians were forced by the exceptional position in which they were placed through their own ignorance, to make the best of it. H. P. Blavatsky The loved ones of my heart, 
Tonight I bring you assistance which I trust will make you very happy, give you more power, and I hope you will watch with very great interest. We have offered our love, our gratitude, our power, our sacred fire for your use. Beloved ones, that of which I wish to speak tonight is, if you will call for the sacred fire presence, the luminous sacred fire presence of any one of the angelic host or the ascended masters, who are the angelic host, to be anchored within every position of trust, authority, and influence in your land, you will find, if you'll ask us to establish this as an eternal part of the portion of the earth wherever these activities take place, if you will request it, the cosmic law will fulfill your request if you demand it in the name of the beloved I am presence, and in the name of the purification and freedom of all life in this world forever. Every Ascended Master, my dear ones, can create a replica of himself in the substance from the Ascended Master's octave, and the sacred fire of his love, his life, and his qualities, or a special command that the Ascended Masters, who are willing to give this assistance, draw in and around every activity of mankind's governing the controlling presence of outer world conditions. This will be just as powerful a way to hold control in those activities, and protect and make victorious what is constructive, as well as to consume that which is not constructive. And you will find it is just as powerful an activity within the nation as you have within this room when you turn on these electric lights, and they flood their light into the room, and that light enables those within the room to do that which is constructive. The same thing is true in every activity of the outer world where control is needed over the people and the conditions in which mankind abides. We have not brought this to your attention before because a similar thing has been done everywhere people have accepted a constructive activity as a mass thought form, to which they give attention and recognize as present. This has taken place in all your healing shrines of the world. Where those shrines are dedicated to one or more of the divine beings whose healing power assists the people of earth, these activities have been drawn and concentrated and projected to be established to give that special service to life for which mankind has called which mankind requires, and which mankind has received, and therefore has become a blessing to the life in this world. Beloved Archangel Michael Now you, as part of the people of the United States of America, therefore part of the authority of government, can make the call for the sacred fire presence of whatever ascended master and cosmic control is necessary to come in, through, and around every office and position of trust authority and influence, of control of any kind in the government, in business, in education everywhere within the nation. And if you will call this forth in, through, and around those who are the guardians of the safety of the public, and I mean your police force or your firemen or any channel that is guarding the safety of the people, you can do this around every school teacher in the nation. And if you will do it and demand it with the power of cosmic sacred fire annihilation of everything in those channels that is of the hordes of evil, you will find your communistic activity, the activity of the sinister force that has sought to establish itself within the United States of America, you will find those conditions dissolving and fading out and losing power to affect the people. So blessed ones, it is a very practical service to life. You have long accepted the luminous presence of beloved Jesus, and if you will call this into the conditions of the government that control or try to control the conditions in which you live, you will find that which will not do right to the people will be consumed or removed. And you can do the same thing around every human being in the national and civil defense. When you hear the messenger speak of the cosmic Christ blue lightning legions of eternal purity, every one of those cosmic beings can send forth a sun presence of the sacred fire of that being's power of eternal purity, and anchor that around those in the national and civil defense to prevent the hordes of evil and filth controlling them or making them do that which is wrong. 
and it will prevent the approach of the destructive forces in the rest of the world. If you demand the establishment into every office and every position of trust, authority, influence, and control within your government and within your land, and demand the ascended master's sacred fire government, sacred fire presence, sacred fire possession and control of everything in those activities that will forever prevent evil affecting the people, or being allowed to control the outer activities of mankind, if you demand the establishment of this as an eternal thing within your borders, the cosmic law will have to give a dispensation and permit it to come within your borders to produce that effect. Applause, audience rising. Thank you so much, precious ones. Now, I am part of the cosmic law that can do that and can call others of the angelic host to do it also, so you will have boundless help. Thank you, and won't you be seated? Beloved Archangel Michael, Thank you.